Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Buffs, a podcast where me and Will talk about all things movies and TV in Kenya and beyond. How you doing, Will? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's a very gloomy day in Nairobi, but we're cheering ourselves up by talking about two movies that we really, really loved for very different reasons. You already know what time it is. You've seen my coat. We're going to talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's barbin time, baby. <laughs> it's barbin time. Yeah. So because we like joy and we gravitate towards joy, we're going to start with Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, where to even start with this movie? First of all, it's a revelation. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I Do you think that it was better worse or about what you thought the movie was gonna be um it was a lot more than i thought it would be yeah um i guess yeah i enjoyed it more than i thought i would Mm -hmm. not but i I still thought i would enjoy it but like Mm -hmm. um it was it was like more than i thought it would be yeah yeah it was yeah yeah like what about you yeah, I had really high expectations and I really feel like they were exceeded. Like, yeah. if you can't yeah. tell by my freaking outfit, like, I <laughs> was obsessed with this movie. But really quick before we get into it, speaking of this outfit, if you're anything like me, I am obsessed with shopping. I mean, period. Locally, internationally. But when it comes to getting stuff internationally, I only use one people and one one people. <laughs> I only use one company and one company alone. That's Saw Personal Shoppers. They are so sick. Let me tell you something. I have gone to them so many times in a full pan they're like oh my god i need an outfit for this event or i really want to get this like can you help me get it they can literally get anything into this country for you anything legal you know other stuff go elsewhere (laughs) but anyways if you're looking to buy stuff from asos Zara, all of your favorite fast fashion brands you have to check out saw personal shoppers literally saw.personalshoppers on all streaming platforms streaming platforms jesus yeah Social media platforms. They're fantastic. I love their team. They hooked me up with all of this Barbie core today, and I love them. Shout out, Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, back to regular programming, if I can get my words together. (laughs) Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations. I thought it was whimsical and poignant and powerful and... Yeah, it's really unexpected. I feel like a lot of people thought think that it's like, oh, like it's like about like a Barbie doll and it's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like kind this of vapid, like type money grab type thing. Yeah. But it's not that at all. It's a really, really beautiful picture on humanity, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think uh, a lot of people just, you know, just think of like, oh, yeah, it's Barbie. So it's just like some childish bullshit or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's like it's a proper movie and it's a yeah. lot more than that. It's like. It's funny. It's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just interesting. Like yeah. it's serious, but it's not serious at the same time. It's not know? that serious. Yeah, but it's it not. is serious. But then it's it's just like a nice experience to watch that movie. Like yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it so much. Like it was fun. Like, yeah, it's a it was fun so time. fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, this is a hard movie to uh, describe, so I'm just gonna read the logline off of good old Wikipedia, which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're still doing the pink thing. I don't know if you guys have Googled, if you check out, like, Google anything relating to Barbie, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, anybody, your whole Google will turn pink and there'll be, like, sparkles everywhere. The marketing um, campaign has been crazy. No, for this like, movie. the marketing, though. Like, let's yeah. even, you know what, before we even get into the actual film, I think it's worth it to talk about the marketing and the hype behind this film because it was massive. Yeah. It was absolutely massive. I remember 
they announced at some point last year, maybe even the year before, that Greta Gerwig, who's a fabulous director and filmmaker, I love her. Um, she's, yeah, she's a fantastic artist. Um, so news broke that she was going to make a movie about Barbie. And I remember, like, there was a whole thing online. People were like, what do you mean? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what's it going to be about? Like, it's so stupid. Like, there was so much hate. And then... Slowly but surely, the cast started to be revealed. So this must have been two years ago. But oh, they said, you know, wow. you know, Ryan Gosling was going to be Ken. Mark I only Robbie heard was about be... it this year. Man. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it's because it, it had those. I mean, nothing in comparison to what like this summer has been or like what from it's been since like May or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah. So then like the cast started being revealed and people were like really scratching their heads. Like what? Okay. It's like it's like grown ass actors like what's what's this is a kids movie like what's going on yeah um so there's just there is so much much like just hype and opinion surrounding the movie coming out and i think oftentimes when a movie has that kind of like energy behind it it really is either like a flop or it's like a bop and yeah. this was truly truly a bop anyways enough on that let's get to this actual movie Okay, logline time. Ken and Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get the chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Yes. Mm -hmm. So essentially, to give some more context in our own words, um, Margot Robbie plays stereotypical Barbie. So that's like, you know, for all of our Barbie fans out there, that's like the Barbies that we all had, we all know. You know, the blonde hair, the outfits, you get the vibe. So, you know, Barbie's everything. She's chilling. Everything's good. And then, like, one day she starts, like, glitching. She asks, like, oh, have you guys ever thought about dying? And that kind of sets the tone now for the rest of the movie. She's now having an awareness of things that Barbies typically don't have, like, about, like, life and death and all of these <laughs> yeah. existential things. And yeah. so then she goes to Weird Barbie, who was one of my favorite characters, played by Kat McKinnon, which really hit for me because I certainly had a Weird Barbie. Yeah. Um, and so she's basically told, like, hey, yeah, like, there must be something wrong with the person who's playing with you. So, like, low-key, go fix it in the real world or else, like, Barbie land will, like, explode. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know the lore. So, yeah. so that's what she does. Yeah. And then Ryan Gosling, who is for real my favorite character yeah, in this movie. He plays Ken. Yeah. So yeah. He, he's obsessed with Barbie. His whole existence is about Barbie. And so he's like, Barbie, if you're going, I'm coming too. So Ken hitches a ride. They go to the real world. And then, yeah, that, that affects and changed Barbie land. Yeah. 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 Um, this movie is cool because like, like just how you're explaining, like it's, um, it's literally like the whole Barbie thing. Mm -hmm. Like they live in Barbie land, whatever. Mm -hmm. They have their houses, blah, blah, blah. They're all, all the women are called Barbie, mm -hmm. but there's like different types because mm -hmm. there's also different types of Barbie, mm -hmm. Barbie dolls. Mm -hmm. And then all the men are called Ken, mm -hmm. same thing. But then there's also Alan, mm -hmm. which, which is uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah, which but is a yeah. real doll that they made. Yeah, so Mattel really had a real doll called Alan. It didn't right. go well. It was meant to be a friend for Ken. Nobody cared, so they discontinued him. That's why there's only one Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what they do is like, like you explained, they they go to now the real world. Yeah. So she can sort out the issues that she's having with mm -hmm. you know. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's basically the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. And just trying to save the whole Barbie land thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the acting first. It feels like a good place to start. Yeah. So I thought everyone did a good job. I thought everyone did a great job. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, um, man. Let me start with the negative and start with the people who disappointed me. This is going to be a hot take. This is going to be a hot take. But I 
thought that Issa Rae was useless in this movie. Like, I was really excited. I, and I liked the idea of her being president. I thought I it was so cute when Greta Gerwig was like, oh, yeah, in, like, my dreamland, Issa Rae is president, like, also mine, too. And I was like, oh, like, they'll be so fun. Like, I thought they would really lean into, like, you know, Issa Rae's whole brand is being, like, an awkward black girl. So I thought that she would be, like, this awkward, like, president. I thought there was some really, like, fun stuff they could have played with there. But honestly, she kind of fell flat to me, like, performance-wise. Really? Yeah, I thought she fell flat. Like- I feel like I I feel what you mean. Just in terms of the performance, I don't know. I don't think they gave her like enough. Yeah, that's do. fair. Because like even with just like if you just think of the lines she had, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I could have done that. Yeah. Like not obviously not, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like any actor could have done that. Like yeah. it's not like it was made specifically for her. I it right. didn't it didn't feel like that. Like yeah. Like how um, Alan was like. Like, there was no one better than Michael mm-hmm. Sarah for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think just... they could have leaned into, like, that wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff for her a little bit more. Like, I kind of felt like, yeah, like, she just fell flat to me. And I, I, I agree with you. I think it's probably, like, the writing for yeah. her. The writing in this movie is sensational. But I don't think that they gave Issa a She just lot. wasn't an important character. She wasn't important. Basically. She didn't have, like, these funny moments I was expecting for her to yeah, have. Yeah, they didn't yeah. give her enough of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, being her being the president, they should have you know had more and more scenes had yeah. her be a part of the main central plot yeah. a bit more but yeah. she was just kind of like those background barbies yeah and i f- like you know how they used like weird barbie a lot i feel yeah. like that should have been she should have been kind of in the fold do a you bit know more. what i mean like they could have really made her like mm. aw- like they could have really played into that whole like awkward black girl like brand that she's built for herself but she was just like that they just didn't i couldn't even like explain to you like her personality you know who i also felt i wanted more from Nshuti Gatwa, the guy from Sex Education, the black yeah, guy from Sex Education. I was trying to figure out how to say his name. Yeah, Nshuti. Yeah. yeah. So he, I love him. I adore him. And he's so, like, alive in Sex uh, sex Education. Like, he's such a good actor. Like, they didn't give him anything. They didn't give him anything. They didn't, they didn't give, give him anything. anything. Like, I will say, at least he had, he had, like, one moment of, like, a, <laughs> not even a full laugh, like a quiet chuckle. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's like, come on now. Like, I thought that he was going to play a little bit more of a prominent role. Like, you know you what know, I mean? You know, I, I was thinking about that. Like, I feel like, you know, these big, these movies with these huge casts and then yeah. like everyone is someone like big. Yeah. But there's like many, many people in the cast. I yeah. feel like that that's always going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar to like, I don't even have an example right now, but like I just feel like yeah. sometimes you'd be like, oh, like that's that person, that's that person, and then it's like, oh, that guy had like one line in the whole movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why, you know, mm-hmm. like what was the point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I feel like they did that for like there was a lot of side characters, yes, in this movie, yeah, which was cool, but like there's some people that we wanted to see more from, yes, yeah, yes. That being said, there are so many performances that I did adore. Um, let's talk about Ryan Gosling in what I think Man, is, is one of the best roles of his career. And Ryan Gosling has had a sensational career. I love me, I love me some Rai Rai. We should do an episode on him. I don't I haven't seen like so many comedies with him. Interesting. Cause like You've seen Crazy Stupid Love. That's the only one I can think of that right. I've seen. Nice oh, guys. nice guys. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were that. saying, guys, guys, stop. And I was like, I something happened? <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen that. Um, I don't think I like, have Like, what's either. another one? Um, like, the Notebook, Sensational. That, is that funny? I mean, it's it's like... <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's, not funny. It's, it's not a comedy. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What other funny things? 
is a movie called Nice Guys. Oh, I thought you had a different suggestion. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Nice Guys. Okay. I'm actually, yeah. wow, I, I actually also can't think yeah. of like comedies. Because like when I, when I think of him, honestly, I don't even know how many movies I've actually seen with him in them. Yeah. But like when I think of comedies, like Ryan Gosling being funny. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Crazy Stupid Love, which I, I really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is that is true. Like he is definitely known for his yeah. dramatic work, like so the he, notebook being he, one he of He just it. surprised me how like goofy he was. Yeah, and, he's so funny. He, even in Crazy Stupid Love, he's not like goofy funny. He's the hot guy. Yeah, he's like he's just kind of like subtly funny. Yeah. Yeah. But in yeah. this movie he's like it felt like those like movies, comedy movies from back in the day. Like yeah. yeah like how he was he was doing that shit. Yeah, I loved it. I thought that he he nailed his character so much. Yeah. And you know, like his Ken. I love his journey of not having a purpose to then beginning to find his purpose. Yeah. I I really like when movies end on, and this is a spoiler alert, but it's been enough time. Go watch the movie. Um, I really like movies that don't have like a cookie cutter clear ending for characters. Like I think if you really want us to believe that these characters are real people, like nobody's journey ever like continue. You know what I mean? That ever like stops really when you're still living right so i like that it ended with him beginning to figure out like who he is independent of barbie and yeah i just i just thought that he showed that reality in a really like beautiful powerful way i also don't think that we often see men like grappling with their identity on screen like Mm -hmm. i can't think of many movies where you know we see like a lead male character who's like powerful and funny and commanding but also like lacks the sense of like identity and i thought it was just like beautifully shown with him like he was he got to be hilarious and emotional and crying all like it felt like a a really realized person which is funny because he's a doll yeah you know what i mean yeah i thought it was really good what did you think about um miss robbie miss margot robbie uh margot robbie Uh, she was good yeah Um, i was i always like her um I always think she she kills every single time I see her. Yeah, she's really yeah. good. And she she did really good in this movie. Um especially with the more serious scenes, it was like it was really nice, man. Like Yeah. Yeah, she she was I think she was she did an excellent job. Man. Yeah. Like, just yeah. like going from how she was in the beginning versus to later on in the movie, the mm-hmm. development and all that. It's a really satisfying arc. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And like Margot Robbie is Barbie, isn't she? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's so like that <laughs> person and i also felt like similarly to ken i felt like it was a really realized character she had some really nice like powerful moments like emotional moments she had some parts like where she was funny she to me she wasn't like the funniest per se but i thought that she she had her moments and i like that i don't know i think also just like for the representation of it all i think like having somebody like in a barbie role somebody who looks like margot robbie like be flawed and have like these very like human experiences. I think that that's really valuable to have yeah. on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Any other notable mentions in terms of the acting? The acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, mm. there's Will Ferrell in America Ferrera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like... trying to think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Will Ferrell is hilarious, man. I always like him. Yeah. Um, okay, like, I don't know if this is necessarily just the acting or if it's mm-hmm. just, like, the writing and the whole vibe of the movie. But, mm-hmm. like, I just, I really like how, um, for a lot of the times, it had, like, those vibes of those, like, 2000s comedies. Mm-hmm. Like, those Judd Apatow movies. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell being there, like, just really, like, 
brought that home you know mm -hmm. like just mm -hmm. that like goofy like yeah. every other sentence is a joke you know yeah. what i mean like and will ferrell is like the perfect guy and just yeah. the role he played just being like the ceo of, of what's it called mattel mattel yeah that that shit was perfect man yeah. it was really funny man. <laughs> like yeah yeah i think this movie i think an aspect of this movie that's worth noting is the tone of it right like it has yeah, yeah. it has this over-the-top grandiose vibe to it but it's also very grounded in what we're talking about like we're talking about humanity we're talking about patriarchy we're talking about feminism all these things but it's painted in pink and blue and silver and gold and it's beautiful and, and i think when you think about sorry to cut you off just oh, real sorry. quick um someone like will ferrell right like he he totally plays into that like over the top vibe because like who yeah. he to me is like when you think about like larger than life comedians like will ferrell's at the top of the list like he's so like big and fills a space like with his approach to humor he's the perfect person to be in this movie like i love that they included him because it it totally plays into that like silly over the top aspect that is so part and parcel to the movie yeah and yeah. and yeah it just it even just like adds like literally adds more to that by having someone like will ferrell play that role mm -hmm. is like um you know you have this like goofy like comedy mm -hmm. vibe that the movie has that's mm -hmm. like reminds you of back in those days when there would just be like those kinds of comedy movies just jokes yeah and but then it has like the seriousness of like a 2023 movie like mm -hmm. just in there just like yeah a bit. it and has like, the depth of it of yeah, a yeah so movie. it's yeah it's really like it's like yeah. dynamic like yeah yeah Let's talk about the writing. How do you feel about the writing in the movie? I like the writing so much, man. Yeah. Like I, I really love the writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I always wonder like what's what's the writing and what's like mm -hmm. the character, the actors improvising, mm -hmm. and like, like a good a good example. You know, like that movie. What was it called? Don't look up. Yeah. That the was, one with Meryl Streep. The yeah, one yeah, that with was Meryl boring. Streep. Yeah. 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 So she was the president in that movie. Yeah. yeah so like the part where. She's just like shitting on whatever they were trying to tell her. She's just like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember she was. Uh, they were talking about how she she just did like a continuous take of just saying that over and like different things every single mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And like I think that's really cool. Like I always yeah. like think about that. Like, but the 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 writing was really good in this movie, in my opinion. Like just to accomplish what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Like being. Like being like a comedy movie like that, but still being able to have moments where it's like really serious and deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. the the writing really accomplished that. Yeah, I I am fairly new to screenwriting, and something that I really admire with the shows that and TV and films that we watch now is this idea of like voice, right? And like how different writers capture the voice and voice of their the voices of their characters and the world that they're in. I think it is a sensational thing to give a character voice that. Well, let me back it up. I think it's an incredible thing to give a character a voice when they wouldn't typically have one. So someone like Barbie, like Barbie's obviously like don't talk, right? But like if Barbie's were to talk, it's how Greta wrote them. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, she built almost like this like language that is so incredible and feels so real like the whole like my job is beating there's so many iconic lines in this like oh i kind of lost interest in the patriarchy when i found out it wasn't about horses like there's so many iconic lines in this movie yeah. and it feels like like she understood these characters in the world that she built so deeply she literally built a language for them like yeah. that's you know what i mean like it had that kind of like animated like artificial way of speaking but then you know, she uses that in our arsenal to create these moments of like real poignancy, which I think is 
Like, what a clever way of doing that. Yeah. You know, often the most simple things are the most universal and the most human. And that, to me, I think is, like, what this movie is, like, all about, really. Yeah. You know? Facts. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um, I guess you could call, call, call this as part of the writing. Also, like, um, how they incorporated music into it. Yeah. And, yeah, they were, like, singing songs and all, kind, yeah. basically kind of like a musical yeah, like an old vibe. Hollywood musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's not really what the movie. It's not what the movie's mm-hmm. about at all. But like in emotional moments, like they'll throw that in, like here and there. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that shit was cool, man. Like, yeah, Ryan Gosling singing. Yeah, like that was cool, man. It's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, I really loved how they use a lot of elements from like old Hollywood musicals in this. Yeah, Even yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a whole video about like the set design and how like a lot of it was like 2D effects, right? Like the part where they're going to the real world yeah. and they're like in space, then they're like you know like they're on like a, an ocean like those effects are all done with like people like pulling things and mm. like and it just it, it had that like old world really charming quality yeah, to did, that movie it like it didn't it felt yeah it just it felt to your point it's nostalgic it's modern and they blended the two so well yeah exactly yeah 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 i couldn't have said it better ah all mm. right so with that what is your final grade for barbie and any final thoughts mm final grade i'll it's out of 10 or is it oh how abcd is, oh abc hmm. Hmm. i'll give it an a minus oh yeah yeah any final thoughts um, why the minus why the minus i don't even know honestly like maybe just because of um the shortfalls with like Issa ray mm-hmm. and i also i have beef with Nicki Minaj not being oh my god we didn't even talk about that yeah no like it so Nicki Minaj should have been in the movie man. it should have been her <laughs> over Dula Peep so Dua Lipa is like this like mermaid Barbie who like makes an appearance throughout like she actually has a recurring role like she makes an appearance throughout the movie yeah. and like listen I get it Dula Peep is hot she's, she's a like pop more star she's relevant <laughs> for the Gen Z I get it I get it but the original Barbie her name is Onika Mirage okay Onika Mirage <laughs> I cannot believe that she wasn't a Barbie I, yeah. And I think it might have been a little bit of an age thing. Like, I think they might have been like, okay, mm. she might be a little bit too old. But I don't care. I still wanted her to be a really? Barbie. But then how old is Margot Robbie? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Look and, at me and the Ryan, ages. And Ryan Gosling also. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because Ryan Gosling is old. Those are her age mates. Yeah. So there's actually no excuse. There's actually no excuse. <laughs> yeah, they should have had Onika up in the, all up in that movie. Not that little... Uh, For me, I, I like to think it's... She just didn't have time or some shit. That's that's the nice. But then she she did make that song for the movie with a uh, with Ice Spice. It's not enough. Yeah. They, it wasn't <laughs> even her own song. They had to get a little Ice Spice on it. Yeah. No, Nikki should have had a bigger moment. She should have had like. I think, yeah, yeah, man. She should have had a, at least a cameo. She should have had at least three songs. But you know what's crazy? Yeah. Like just like we were saying, like if it was two thousand like twelve, period, she would have been there for period. sure. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. Period. Definitely. All right, my final thoughts. Um, I think this movie is an A. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I think it's wonderful. I think it's perfect. Um, why not the A plus? There's still places to reach. Yeah. There's still more movies to be seen. <laughs> Could always be better. <laughs> Could always be better. No. Um. Yeah. I think. I think I give the A because, like, listen. Although I, I kind of rolled my eyes at the whole like Issa Rae thing and kind of it was a little bit disappointed about that. I ultimately like I got it. Like I get, like you know, like they're all meant to be. They're all meant to be a little bit flat. As much as I think that they could have had more fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's it. That's yeah. that's still good though. Yeah, I'm highly really, recommend. Yeah, you guys should watch it. Um, whether you're a man, whether you're 50, <laughs> whether you're a woman, whether you're a baby, whether you're a girl, whether you're a tween, whatever you are. It's just a good comedy movie to watch. It's a great movie. It's, it is surprisingly deep. It's a, such a fun, wild ride. It's yeah. very aesthetic. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. There's yeah. G- great visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we get to Oppie? Let's go. All righty. I'll let you read the description of Oppie mostly because oh, shit. I want to tackle that. Well... <laughs> yeah hold on okay while will pulls up the log line um oppenheimer what a movie i almost like want to take off my barbie jacket but it's okay i'm gonna commit to character <laughs> um yeah this movie was oh my god this movie was amazing um i'm gonna try and summarize it to a certain extent but um the bulk of the movie happens I don't need, you know what? Let me not even do that. I don't even know. I don't even know where they are. I'm like, how do I even begin to? Because we all know. Oh, you got it? Yeah. So, okay. So, during World War II, (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant General Leslie Grove Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on the top secret Manhattan project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing the atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion forever changing the course of history. So that's yeah. what it's about, guys. Yes. <laughs> so essentially, in this film, we focus on the events leading up to and following the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, World War II. So we see a lot about, um, well, peppered throughout the film. Um, the film is about Oppenheimer. Let's, let's start yeah. there. It's about... The bulk of the film is from his perspective. So if you've watched the movie, all the parts that are in color are uh, from Oppenheimer's perspective. The parts that are in black and white are things that like that's factual. Like that it happened that way, the way that we're watching it. Um, everything else in color is from Oppenheimer's perspective. In mm-hmm. case you didn't know. Okay, so now the things from his perspective, it's yes. it's up to like you can't yes. know for sure because yes. it's yes. his perspective. Okay. Yes. Because cool. this is whole. This I is wanted all, to know the difference between the black and white and the normal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately, this is a this is a portrait of a very complicated man, a very controversial figure who did something um, that changed the world forever. Um, that, yeah, he felt bad about. He didn't feel bad about. Mm. His feelings about it are confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's meant to be the case because. Like, how can you create something like that and not have complicated feelings about it, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. an element of pride, an element of, of joy and accomplishment and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And there's an element of depression and guilt and all of this. Thing. And I thought that they were all beautifully explored in the movie and shown. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought it was really great. All right. Let's start with acting, like we did with Barbie for this movie. Um, Killian Murphy, who I... Um, Killian? Killian? It's Killian. It's Killian. It's Killian. It's Killian. All right. I should have gone my first instinct. <laughs> um, I made fun of him in our last couple episodes. I said that he was a ghost. But let me tell you, that ghost? <laughs> that ghost is a good actor. That's a good actor. That's a, that's a, that ghost is acting. First, that ghost yeah. is acting. First he of all, was like, sensational in this movie. Yeah. He was so good. I mean, he... 
I mean, there's we could honestly do a whole video, I think, or a whole episode on just his acting. But I mean, the accent, the the body language. I watched I watched a couple of um of short videos about Oppenheimer, and I saw like like he really like nailed like even the way that he would stand like with his hands on his hips like that really was Oppenheimer, and even mm-hmm. kind of like that that um that old timey accent that trans that transatlantic yeah. accent that he kind of has like we don't hear that anymore, and it was just. I mean, he killed it. Yeah. And those moments like of intensity and the and the anxiety attacks that we see him having and like I don't know, I I just thought that he really like I mean, this man I feel like lives like his brilliance is his burden, right? Which is like the such a that's like the refrain of this movie, right? Like we constantly hear that struggle of having a mind capable of figuring out an atomic bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just the whole time there's this heaviness that Killian is able to really show in a really beautiful, real way that this real life man probably carried with him throughout every moment of his life. And I thought that it was just real, a really memorable performance. And I'm calling it now. He's getting the Oscar for, for best actor. For sure. So. I don't even see anything. He, yeah, he's going to get it for sure. I mean, this whole film is Oscar bait, right? Like yeah. it's about a historical figure. Her budget was huge. They that, dropped real ass bombs. That usually happens with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I, and even, yeah, the Christopher Nolan of it all, like he, he's an Oscar grabbing kind of guy. Like this is going to get all the Oscars, but I do think that Killian will get it for best, best actor. Cause right. he was such a force in this movie. Yeah. Also. So besides Killian Murphy, like this movie has a bunch of huge actors and yeah. I, th- I think they all did really well. Yeah. Even though, you know, the story wasn't focused on, on them as much, but I yeah. think, they they really just brought everything together so mm-hmm. nicely, man. Like um, we had Robert Downey Jr., we had Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Downey, I think this is his, his best role. I don't think I Robert I don't think Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him um, do this. I've never seen yeah. him like play a person like that. Yeah. I don't know if there's another example. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, really? he did. He did do Chaplin oh. in the '90s. He did. He, he did. also did um, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like that's not serious like this, man. So like he, yeah. I, I thought he was crazy. It, it was mm-hmm. wild. You know, at first, like the first like two minutes he was on the screen, two, three minutes on the screen, I didn't mm. even know it was him. Yeah. I thought I it was like some old guy. I was like, that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, man. Uh Emily Blunt was in this movie, she killed it. Yeah. Uh, no, Rami there's, Malek. There's so much. I even I even want to stop you because like there's so many acting performances to really like yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, like yeah. going back to RDJ, like he really like I didn't even know that he was capable of this kind of acting because like yeah yeah well he like he's good he's he's good but I didn't okay granted I haven't seen I think I've only seen like his goofy stuff to be honest like I. Iron Man and like sure like those kinds of things. So yeah. I didn't I maybe I forgot that he was capable of acting on this caliber because he I think jealousy de- jealousy <laughs> jealousy is an interesting I think emotion to portray and I and I like I don't know about y'all but I was really caught off guard when it, it was like it ended up being him behind everything. Like, I was like <gasps> like oh yeah. my god like that really I was really shocked about that. Like he really played that that quiet kind of like calculation really well. Yeah. And yeah, I have to stand out role for Robert. Same thing with Matt. I thought oh, Matt, Matt Damon, was acting. That was like my favorite Matt Damon role, yeah. man. Ah, oh, he was just killing me. Like he was just funny the whole time. One thing 
Matt Damon knows how to do is how to be like an American. You know what I mean? Like he can really like <laughs> he's he, doing you know that what shit. I mean? so he, he sounded plays, like, like a lot real... of like American. I'm American man. Ah, he's like coming I'm like gonna a... kill you, American man. You know what I mean? Like he really like he's coming like a real those... general man. Like because he like, like he, he plays those like army. He does all, like he's so good at that. Yeah. Like he's so like he really is that guy. And so I there's something I just like felt like really satisfied watching him because I was like yeah it like made sense. You're like yeah of course this is Matt Damon. You know what I mean? That yeah. feels like this role felt like a natural evolution of his career i was like yeah you're that guy um florence Pugh, who i adore um we talked about her in our don't worry darling episode if you haven't checked it out on all streaming platforms yeah um yeah she was i mean naked this whole movie good for her she's very like free the nipple love it for her like she she played gene tatlock who had a real life affair with oppenheimer mm-hmm. um and she that girl caused problems oh uh, yeah the whole reason that these that these guys were like oh like looking at him sideways Oppenheimer um, for being a communist was because of he was he was playing the devil. She was like you know dancing in the sheets with a Florence Pugh's <laughs> character because yeah. she was like a communist with a capital C. She was right. like yeah let's throw out the wealth, let's do this red style. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's naked the whole movie. She's fucking doing Florence Pugh things. You know what I'm saying? I thought Emily Blunt. I adore her. I'm happy to see her anytime on screen. I thought she was lovely. I thought she was really good. Standout, yeah. I think one of the best scenes to me in the movie besides the bomb scene was that scene of her at the the, um, the oh, security the, clearance hearing. Oh, where she it was like, the, in the deposition or whatever it was. Yeah, the security clearance oh, hearing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so she she starts off that scene and she's like, you know, she's like really demure and she's kind of like scared and intimidated. And then she just switches. Mm. And she's like, oh, you thought? Oh, you thought? I ride for this man. I love that. I love Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Any other performances that you would like to discuss? Um, performances as themselves, like, not really. Yeah. Okay, well, there was the the guy who, at the security clearance hearing, mm-hmm. the guy who was now, like, questioning him. Mm-hmm. He's called uh, Jason Clark. Yeah. I don't know him so well, but I've I recognized him. And yeah. I really, I just, I really like those scenes when in in that part and mm-hmm. that he the way he they were talking to each other, like mm-hmm. it's really intense. I yeah, really, I really like that part. Like I don't know, I really like like court scenes. <laughs> yeah, in like anything, I don't know why. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's so intense, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, many people didn't need to be in this movie. Uh, there's so many like like um, Josh Peck did not need to be in this movie. Josh Peck, man. Josh Peck got into the trailer and he was not in this movie. Bro. He pressed that button, pop, and then he left. He just pressed the button, man. All he he was just shown here like shaking, <laughs> shaking. He's like, oh, I could like it could burn the atmosphere. That's it. Like if you've seen the trailer and you saw Josh Peck in the trailer, that's the same amount you'll see him in the movie. Exactly. Like, in fact, like, what's, what's if you up? want to see Josh Peck in the movie, just watch the trailer. Just watch like if the you're trailer. going for Josh Peck, just watch the trailer. He like wasn't he's in not the movie. in this like, movie. <laughs> he is not. But I still love for him. I love Josh Peck, and I I like I like seeing him like getting back. Like I, I like that yeah. he's getting roles. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love to see him. He doesn't need to be there. He didn't. Yeah. Also, um, Rami didn't need to be in this movie. He yeah. just came, he blew the whistle. It was, it was a bit unnecessary, but I, it's always nice to see Rami. Yeah, you know, we love Rami. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie, he makes his Rami face, you know, the one where he's Yeah, he's like, just like, he's just like serious, man. Like, <laughs> he's always just kind of like, has this really like awkward, like serious face. I love it. And no matter what character he's playing, they go make that face. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh. I feel like Rami didn't need to be in this movie. What's his name? Gary Oldman. Ah, yes. As Harry S. Truman, which yes. I just found out. Today. yes yes yeah that was yeah. crazy 
Another I stand out line when he yeah. called uh, Oppenheimer a crybaby. Iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get keep that cry. Don't let that crybaby back in my yeah. office. Or Get him out of the oval. Yeah. No, that that scene was cool. That scene was cool. Um, just finding out that it was Gary Oldman. I fucking love Gary Oldman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. Like, he's even playing American presidents. He's love British, it. man. Like it's that's range. that shit's crazy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a incredible actor i really like gary a lot of brits in this movie now that i think about it emily florence gary florence pugh's british very much so she i think is one of the best accent actors Mm. like of our generation yeah homegirl can do an accent she said oh killian is british oh yeah he's irish no irish he's irish irish there you go Hey, they would get so mad if if they heard me say that apologies to the brits listening we're so sorry (laughs) we love you yeah, all right. So, and we could talk about actors forever. But let's move on. Um, cinematography, mm-hmm. gorgeous movie, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh yeah, man. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's crazy, talk about crazy. the bombs. I mean, to me, one of cinematography in this movie, like, it's about those bombs. Cause like that bomb, first of all, that the whole Trinity test sequence had me stressed. Yeah. Like I, I was really like, oh, like, oh my god, like what's about to happen? Like, oh my god. Yeah, it was really. Somehow stressful. you can't be prepared for the bomb. No, you're not. There's somehow like the build up to it is so long. It's so. And even just the movie itself, like you're like an hour in or like two hours into the movie. How many times did I tell you when we were at the theater? I was like, so like when when they're about to drop this bomb, like it's been like two hours. They're going to drop this bomb or what? You're like two hours into the movie. The build up to it is slow. The scene is slow, but you're you're still there's no way you can be prepared for it. And like I really liked that. Yeah. Sound design was crazy. Oh, my God. We we can't we have to even take a put a pause in this because the sound design's a whole it's, other it was topic. crazy it was crazy but yeah i think i think yeah i mean this is a beautiful movie right like the yeah. quality i read somewhere that he shot on film like for real yeah film on, film. on the imax thing yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. which i which is which sensational is, if you guys have an opportunity to like if wherever you live there's an imax like a real imax theater there probably isn't but apparently it's way better but like <laughs> even just a regular imax cinema even just with like the sound and all that Mm-hmm. The experience would be a lot better, but like, yeah. man, the sound design, even like the, the visuals mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah, we got it. We gotta go back to these visuals, man. Like, yeah. I really think it was a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful film, and, and like, there are so many, like, just like Los Alamos, like they just, yeah, I just that's a, really the, clever shots. I think one of my favorite ones was the part where the people are like stomping their feet. We see it in the beginning of the mm. film, and we catch up to it later. It's it's we find out that it's it's post Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and everyone's like lit and happy. That that I think was I yeah I thought it was a beautiful shot and I thought what a, I love when movies show anxiety like that you know what I mean Cause yeah it is those I I really like that like yeah like going back to the sound design like yeah it was just how they used like the fact of like a bomb blast I really mm-hmm. just I really like how they just use that as like a like a theme with the sound mm-hmm. in the movie so even sounds that had nothing to do with the bomb mm-hmm. like they would come out of nowhere really fast mm-hmm. really loud out of nowhere mm-hmm. like the times where he's like i don't know if he's like lost in his thoughts or he's kind of spacing out mm-hmm. and he's like hearing noises and then like he comes back and it's super loud like mm-hmm. i really that shit was crazy like mm-hmm. it was just making you like anticipate now the bomb even yeah. more. like yeah I and, really like that. I actually, so my diagnosis on why that was such a prevalent thing in the sound design of this movie, like a lot of it is that you see something, then you hear it. Most yeah, notably yeah, with yeah, the bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really think that, I think that is 
an allegory for the effect of the bombs, right? Like I think that these these scientists, they were, you know, they they got them in a really hasty manner, and they were they were just put, they built Los Alamos. They were told make an atomic bomb. Like it all happened like really quickly for something that would change the course of humanity as we know it. And they had no idea the effect of what they were doing, right? Like Oppenheimer thought mm-hmm. that like twenty thousand people would die, one hundred and fifty thousand people did. Like they yeah. there was such a disconnect between what they were creating and the effect of it. And that to me is why I felt like that was that choice of the sound right because yeah, to man. me the visual seeing it is is creating the bomb then the sound now is like the impact which comes so much later it's so much louder it's oppressive it's scary that yeah. was kind of the way that i thought that it was like to me yeah. it felt like a metaphor for the impact of this thing that they did and yeah. the reality and how they had no idea what they were really in store for but they're like i mean i guess yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And like that that's dope. Like, um that's a really good take. Thank you. Yeah. But like, yeah, even just going back to like the sound design plus the visuals and yeah. all that. Um, that's a thing also that I knew was going to be good because mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Like if you guys don't know, he he's like notoriously refuses to use CGI where mm-hmm. he, where he doesn't feel like he should. Mm-hmm. And so it leads to him having these like really realistic visuals of certain things that happen. Like if if he's going to blow something up, he's going to do it for real. You mm-hmm. know, if like one example is for Interstellar, mm-hmm. he they literally grew a whole field of corn of mm-hmm. maize, mm-hmm. and just for the few scenes that they were shooting with it, few mm-hmm. few scenes. Then afterwards, they sold the maize. So, like, he's really, like, practical and hands-on with the effects. So, he doesn't like using, like, CGI and special effects as much. Yeah. And this movie probably translates that the best out of any of the ones I've seen by him. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the level of planning and... I mean, it's it's crazy what probably went into this movie because everything was so meticulous. It felt like, I think, of the other films that I saw of Christopher Nolan, I felt like this one, I think, had the strongest identity. Like, mm-hmm. I think that he really understood his subject yeah. and yeah. how he wanted to show his subject. Like, it it almost felt like this is the story he's been waiting to tell his whole life, mm. almost. It was and, crazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's Christopher like Nolan... It, it has elements of all the things that he, he usually yeah. does, yeah. Christopher Nolan, he grew up in the U.S. during this time. Like, he grew up during, like, the whole communism stuff and everything and, and during World War II, so, like... Like there's that element of like this feels really close to home for him because he I think he also captured um, this the sociocultural feeling at the time like mm. this fear this shock this um, desperation that war times come with like I thought like that's he really captured that feeling of like nah this is war nigga like you know what I mean like yeah we need to figure out how to protect ourselves. Um, and yeah, I thought that, that he, he, yeah, it, it was clear that he really like, that was something that he really understood and was a, a point in time that he really connected with and had a connection to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We could talk about Oppenheimer forever, but let me ask you mm-hmm. final thoughts, final grade, Oppie. Oh, this is tough, man. Yeah. This is tough. Hmm. Mm. I'm not. I might say B, B plus, oh. B or B plus. Okay. Yeah. That's low. Tell me why. Um. Or lower than I thought that you would put. Well, I feel like if I had, 
first of all, I had no idea what the movie was about <laughs> before I watched it. Like, yeah, not 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 so well. Yeah. Um, I think I'll do B plus, but like, mm-hmm. the only reason is because uh, I found parts of the movie a bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found parts where like I didn't really know what was happening, mm-hmm. and it was I felt like they were those parts stretched on for a bit too long mm-hmm. while I'm actually watching it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's probably why. But other than that, I I enjoyed it a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, mm. I think I would give this an A. I don't think it's an A plus for similar reasons. I actually I appreciate the slower pacing. It's again like a very like old school approach to like filmmaking. Um, I think for, to your point, it, it feels like one of the. There's a little bit. There's a part of me that's like, oh, I think I would have enjoyed it even more if I had like watched a documentary beforehand and like knew more. Mm. Like it almost kind of feels like this movie requires some like like a disclaimer beforehand, like kind of giving you a little bit of like guidance in terms of like historically like what like what happened. Yeah. I think going I think in blind like you, how we did. It'll make you enjoy it a bit more. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like we had more. we Loki had we we had a hard time figuring out like what was going on. Like yeah. our, I don't think I was prepared to do the amount of calculations and yeah, yeah. that I had to do like, you know what in I mean? the movie. Like I you know there's just parts like it shows them in court, then he's like building the bomb, then yeah. it's like the the hearing. Yeah. And it's like it's just going back and like I remember asking you, like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I just felt like. The timeline was super hard. Yeah, yeah. If that I, one I if really I, struggled If I with. felt like that less during the movie, then yeah. I would have definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. My dad, so he actually. Uh, <laughs> so my dad watched an Oppenheimer documentary by accident, thinking that it was like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Then when he realized that he went to go watch Oppenheimer, and I think that's why I brought it up, because my dad really enjoyed it. And he was like, yeah, thank God I watched the documentary, because I, I like. It gave me the context that I needed to really like appreciate and enjoy the film. Yeah. So yeah. So I would say if you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, try and watch something, even like a little YouTube video. There's, It'll there's be YouTube videos. They're there's like, so I mean, watch there's this so many. before you watch Oppenheimer, there's, and then I forgot thousands. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I would definitely suggest watching one of those so that you don't have to do like the mental gymnastics that Will and I had to do to figure out what was going on in this movie. Yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. That's all we have for you today. As always, follow us on all streaming platforms at Movie Buffs Kenya, Movie Buffs Kenya, everywhere, anywhere you could find anything that you consume. (laughs) We love you. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Talk later.